Welcome to Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers in Springfield, Jacksonville, and Taylorville. Call now, 629-7970 for answers to your questions about computers, hardware, software, and the latest electronic gadgets, go, go, gadget mobile. gizmos, and games. Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. This is... Let's talk computers and internet with BLH. I am Kevin Hart, um, and with me from BLH is Bo. Nice. Good morning. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Bo. Yep. It is a beautiful day out today, so Gorgeous. if you have any recycling that you need to bring by our store, feel free to. Uh, we have recycling events in Athens and Cantrell today, so we're set up in those areas typically 9 to noon. Uh, we take any electronics, but if you have any TVs or monitors, they usually have to look at your address to make sure that you're a resident. Um, but yeah, we've got recycling events set up. Uh, I don't imagine we'll be too busy as far as recycling goes for some reason when the weather is really nice like this people don't want to like clean their garages out or <laughs> clean their basements out which is fine it just seems to be the days where it like downpours super heavily or like last saturday uh we had to stop our recycling for a little bit because it was lightning we actually can't accept uh recycling if it's if there's lightning in the sky um rain we have ponchos and umbrellas that we can have people accept stuff but yeah not for like lightning so yeah all that all that uh all those electronics outside you don't want to don't want to risk it Yep. I imagine people are going to be out doing things since it's so nice. I don't know, considering how ridiculously insane gas prices are Jeez. at the moment. Yeah, like, I, they are just through the roof. I, I, fil I filled up the other day, and it was just unfortunate. It's brutal. I know, yeah. I thought about calling into the show instead of driving <laughs> out here, but I went ahead and drove out here anyways. Um, this would be a great time to own an electric vehicle. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, I know that there is a good portion of people who own electric vehicles at this time, and there was a report that San Francisco is uh, unveiling their first uh, all-driverless fleet. Hmm. So they partnered with GM's cruise vehicles, and they have a fleet of 30 electric vehicles that will be uh, driving through the streets of San Francisco between the hours of 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. So these are like Uber, you know, bar times. Um, they're not allowed to go over 30 miles an hour. They're not allowed to drive in fog or rain, and they're not allowed to go on the highways. So that does limit the scope of where they can go and what they can do, but this is the first class that we've seen of completely and totally driverless vehicles. So you could just get in the back of a taxi or a car, just tell it where to take you, and it will just drive you to your house as long as it's within the, the realm. Just like Total Recall. Yep. I, we've seen <laughs> some movies where uh, one of my favorites is Minority Report, yeah. uh, Tom Cruise movie from way back in the day where I've, I've always liked the idea of just every vehicle on the road being driverless. It's almost like not like a monorail system, but very similar where everybody's just in their lanes. There's no accidents. Your vehicle goes as fast or as slow as it needs to. You just get in like a little pod and just tell it where to take you and it takes you directly there and you can, you know, be on your computer or do whatever else it is that you're needing to do. And you don't have to worry about the other drivers because everyone else is in pretty much the exact same thing. Right. But uh, we all know that uh, um, there is always the possibility of error there. Yes. And uh, when you're driving, even if it's 30 miles per hour, you get into a wreck or somebody wrecks into you. That's still uh, some considerable could damage. Be fatal, yeah. I mean, you could definitely, especially if like you're not paying attention or anything, it's definitely something that could happen. Um, I know we've certainly seen issues with software on this sort of stuff being hacked before. Uh, I was reading an article about... There's a new Tesla hack. Somebody created an app where 
if they are within a certain range of you when you unlock your car with your, I think it's called the NFC chip. It's just a little key card. Uh, they can intercept that transmission and create a new code that it will send to the car and give them authorization to at any point in time in the future if you're not near your car they can just walk up to it with their phone unlock it get in it and drive it away that's ridiculous that's yeah. that that is uh that's scary i mean I really <laughs> tesla has tried to come out with countermeasures where like um for this card you're supposed to put it on your dash in order to drive the car but the app that this person created was designed to get around that restriction. Uh, this is an example of a white hat hacker, somebody who was like, hey, I found a vulnerability. I created an exploit for it. You guys need to fix this. Uh, Tesla hasn't really said a whole lot about it. Their main response is they have like a two-factor authentic authentication for their vehicles that you can choose to enable, and that is pin to drive. So when you get in the vehicle, whether it's on or not, you have to put a pin into the computer in order to move the vehicle. I would say that maybe should be uh, not optional. You should have yeah. to do that. Yeah, I think it just it kind of points the blame at the customer at that point if your vehicle ends up getting stolen. Um, I think it was interesting, one of the, the comments at least on the bottom of this article, somebody was like so what happens with insurance companies if you don't secure your car well enough and it gets stolen? Mm. I mean, I we've seen instances with just regular keys that uh, if you just leave your keys somewhere where they can get stolen and somebody steals your vehicle, you might be at fault for it. So uh, if your vehicle, if the software isn't fully up to date or if, you know, somebody creates a new key card within range of you and is able to take your vehicle because you don't use pin to drive, you could very well be liable for that vehicle being stolen. Um, I know as far as at least Teslas go, uh, stealing one i don't know how effective that would be you would have to take it somewhere and completely erase everything that's on there maybe install your own software on it even then i imagine the gps locations would show the last known location so i imagine stealing a tesla isn't too thorough at, at that point time. it's it's not the the effort the the i, I the end wouldn't justify the means yeah. i guess it would it would be too uh too convoluted to try to get yeah. one. And I'm sure you couldn't just sell it. I'm sure there's some kind of serialization for it. Like, yeah, it's it's got to be pretty difficult to steal something like that and use it. Can't just tell them it fell off a truck. Yeah. So. Um, we do see uh, instances, like I was reading an article about Seth Green is actually, uh, the actor Seth Green mm -hmm. has recovered one of his stolen NFTs, one of the Bored Ape Collection NFTs. Yeah, and these these are interesting. I've I've been trying to sort of wrap my head around and, and I, because I actually have a, a couple of artist friends who uh, you know I went to college with their roommates good friends and he was an early adopter of NFTs and he really got into it and uh, so he he was sort of a defender of them uh, there there's sort of a big public sort of backlash of uh, NFTs in general and and usually with Bitcoin but definitely for NFTs so uh, so, so, how do you go about recovering something like that? Well, um, I was a little confused on what the article was saying because it said that the account was hacked and it was stolen. It said that he contacted the hacker and threatened legal actions. So how he got this person's identity, even if it was just on this platform, because uh, these are supposed to be completely anonymous. You're supposed to just trace them to a number, basically. Um, 
It also said that uh, the person said that they purchased it legally from Seth Green, and so that legal action really wouldn't do a whole lot. And then it said that Seth Green purchased it from them. So he had he ended up having to purchase his own NFT in order to get it back. It sounds almost like he fell like for some sort of a scam, yeah, some sort of like a phishing scam where he thought he was gonna I don't know either get money or something for it, but. Uh, yeah, they're supposed to be unhackable. We've seen issues where this sort of thing, it's just its just software. There's no, there's very few things like that that you could unhack. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, it's, and the, the, you know, the discussion is that with NFTs, which are non-fungible tokens, which are basically, they can, they can be used for a whole lot of other things, but the main thing you're seeing is with art and a way to own art. Yeah. Uh, digital art. Well, phys not physically. Not nope. <laughs> it's not physical, but, but sort of have a way that you can own it instead of it just being a file out there uh, on the internet or on your computer. And so uh, different ways people can, you know, buy a copy of it or own it or that. But, yeah, it, it seems, it, it, again, it's still it's still very new. I mean, it's barely a year old. I mean, I guess NFTs have maybe been around for a while. They, they really haven't hit the mainstream the way they have. Yeah, and as far as, like, the images and the, the, the videos go, it almost seems like NFTs only really matter to the club of NFTs. Yeah. Because you, you can view images of this bored ape that was stolen from Seth Green. I can see it on the Internet using just tools on my phone or tools on my computer. I can screenshot that. Yeah. So then I can set it as my background. I can set it as my my phone picture or my uh, profile picture on websites if I wanted to. And since at that point, if I were to create a screenshot of it, it would be an original picture saved by my computer. Yeah. It wouldn't be linked to Seth Green in any way. You, If you're part of the NFT club, you could look at the NFT that it was based on and see, oh, hey, Seth Green owns that one. But it's not like I paid to take a screenshot of it. Right. So, and uh, that's one of the major arguments is as far as at least artwork goes, um, it's really hard to keep something like that just strictly with your name on it. Even if you're the artist and you like sign the physical painting that you or sketch that you did, people can crop that sort of thing out. Of course. Um, I, I understand the, uh, the, what am I trying to say here? I understand the application for what they're trying to do with it, but it just seems to be a little far-fetched at the moment anyways. Yeah. And we can discuss a little bit more, some more of uh, what NFTs do here in just a little bit. Yeah. It is Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH. It is... Let's talk computers and internet with BLH. I'm Kevin Hart uh, here uh, at the boards, and uh, Bo joins me from BLH. Good morning. Yeah, we were talking a little bit about NFTs um, and security vulnerabilities and various things. If you have any questions about anything, feel free to call. If you want to talk about recycling or anything, if you ever want to change the subject, that's what we're here for. Feel free to call. Yep, got any questions about uh, any sorts of, uh, you know, things you can bring into BLH or just general questions that you might have about your, uh, you know, th things with something weirds happening with your phone or your computer or you're not sure to get this versus that processing anything you can call in 629-7970 is the phone number if you want to call in and you have any questions um, we do a lot with just uh 
a, a wide assortment of electronics as well. So if you have questions about just random electronics, we can't guarantee that we can repair them, but we can at least take a look at them and try. Yeah. Printers are one where we don't technically work on printers, but if you bring it in, I can hook it up. I can do some basic diagnostic on it. The same sort of stuff that I will do on my com machine at home. Right. Um, I mean, if you bring it in, it's broken, and I break it. There's no real loss, unfortunately, yeah. but usually we're pretty upfront about that. Like, okay, here's what I'm going to try. If it breaks it, I mean, you're not down a printer necessarily, but if it fixes it, it might fix it. Yeah, and, and if it is completely broken, then you can uh, recycle it, of course. Yeah. And even like my printer at home, I had an issue with, uh, I have been buying, I have a Canon printer, and I have been buying non-Canon ink for years at this point, yeah. I mean, for a long time, because printer ink is very expensive. Printer, it's, it's like unreasonably expensive for how cheap yeah. it is to make. Yep, so uh, I just went on eBay and found a generic version that claimed it had the Canon chip in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was able to purchase it, and I've been transferring. Do we got a phone call? Uh, yeah, we do have a phone call here. Uh, hello, you are on Let's Talk Computers and Internet. Good morning. I just have a question about recycling. Sure. Do you accept um, old Christmas lights that don't work anymore and or hair dryers? Yes, on the Christmas lights. The hair dryers, unfortunately, we do not. That is more of an appliance, so that would have to go to, like, uh FNW Resources or Lay Metals are the two that I can think of. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, thanks, guys. No problem. Thank you. So that's another thing, too. If people call with questions about things we don't accept for recycling, which there's a list of everything we accept and don't accept on our website, blhcomputers.com. If you call with questions about things that we don't accept for recycling, we can at least take a look and try and find out where it's supposed to go. We use Springfield's Room-to-Room -room Recycling Guide, which we have a physical printout at the shop, or there's their website if you just Google it. Nice. So yeah. you guys say Christmas lights, then. That's yeah, good. Yeah, we sure because do. We take those year-round, and sometimes we have boxes set up at various locations during Christmas time. Yeah, because I have a string Christmas lights around my room uh, all year round, basically just as like, uh, you know, when I wake up, I can just, you know, hit a switch and, you know, you know, light up my room, not to the point where I'm, it's like, uh, I'm waking up, but, you know, a nice little it's mood a nice lighting. nice little glow, yeah. So, um, so when those go out, because they aren't, designed to be on all year. I'll yep. have to bring them to you guys. We've got another phone call as well. And they're not easily repairable either. Yeah. No, they're not. You are on Let's Talk Computers and Internet. Hello. 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 Am I on live? Yes, you're on live. I have a question. Sure. I'm actually calling you from Newport News, Virginia. I'm all a right. fan of the show. I used to live in Springfield. Right on. Visiting my family out here, but they've got a computer problem. With Windows 10, I've tried everything. I'm a, I'm a tech guy, and I just can't figure it out. He did an update to Windows 10 a few months back, and there's been a popping in his speakers ever since, like a little stutter every four and a half seconds. Have you ever seen this? You know, I've tried everything under the sun, all the different uh, tips I've read on the Internet. I cannot figure it out. Um, typically, that's a driver-related issue. I know if you're saying you've tried that, yeah. everything, yeah, you've more than likely tried uninstalling and reinstalling yeah. the driver, going to the uh, uh, manufacturer's website, so like Dell's website, and installing the driver, a fresh one from there, um, checking Windows Update for uh, optional updates. Sometimes we'll have the driver in there as well. Um, the next step would be to make sure the speakers themselves aren't going out, plug them into another machine to make sure it's not doing that on like another machine. Um, unfortunately, yeah. I think at that point, we would try a fresh install. We have yeah. hard drives set up uh, that have a fresh OS on them, so we wouldn't have to erase your 
machine in order to test it, but at home you would more than likely have to install a new drive or just reinstall the OS. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately I it did, could be an I, OS issue. I did put an old version of Windows 10 on and it did not uh, fail. It worked fine, just like, and the speakers are good. I do a lot of troubleshooting before I kind of push the panic button, but gotcha. uh, it's just uh, one thing after another. And it's like a crackling or a stutter, you know, in the audio, and it's just very distracting. And I did I put Windows 7 on a, a disc and tried it. didn't work. I mean, it worked fine. Windows 10, early version from like four or five years ago, it worked fine. Okay. So and there was yeah. an update uh, uh, an update from Windows that uh, apparently started this. So. Yep, it definitely sounds like it's an OS issue, and unfortunately it could be something where Windows did in fact break the audio driver, and we need to wait for a Windows update in order to fix it. You can typically yeah. roll back the latest Windows update, so that would be another thing that you can try. Yeah, it's not a widespread problem because if there were millions of people with the same problem, there'd be a clamor to fix it. But uh, it's it's sort of a rare issue combination of things, I guess. So. Yeah, unfortunately, it could be that specific name brand of what the speakers are. And if not enough people use those in combination with whatever manufacturer of the desktop or the laptop is. Okay. Well, Bo, thank you very much for the info. and. Uh, Enjoy the program. So. No problem. Thank you. Thank good you to so hear much. We have people listening from all over. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yep. We had somebody call from, I think it was from uh, California last week. Oh, cool. We get a lot of, yeah, we get a lot of people who listen to this radio show. Nice. Well, it is a good show. And a lot of people, if they live around here, clearly, you know, have used BLH or at least like listening. I know I've, um, I've used you guys before. Uh, a while ago, my laptop's screen broke and I was going to bring it to another store it's not blh and it was going to take three weeks and they were going to have to ship it off and i'm like i'm not doing that i brought it into you guys you had it fixed in like two days yeah I mean, it was awesome yep if we can order the part uh, and we don't have to order it from overseas anywhere we can typically have it fixed within two or three days so it's pretty good and that's one thing that every computer we sell everything we sell is refurbished it's all stuff that's been recycled through us that we've tested the components made sure everything works fine can hold the latest version of windows 10 uh our computers come with our BLH guarantee. If the, you had bought that computer from us and the screen broke, if we've got a part in stock, we do not charge for labor or parts in stock to fix it. Yeah. So that would have been a zero-cost repair in that instance. Yeah, very, yeah, very good. And, and definitely cost less when you guys uh, repaired the screen for me then. It would have been sending it off all sorts of different, oh, we have to run, you know. Yeah, we try not to send anything away if at all possible. <laughs> we even have like our Taylorville and our Jacksonville location. They will sometimes send things to us because it's just easier and quicker than us sending the part to them. Um, so yeah, we recycle and repair everything. Uh, Christmas lights we definitely take. Um, we don't take most light bulbs normally, but we do accept Christmas lights, and you don't have to worry about removing the light bulb on those. That's how you repair those. If you ever got a light that goes out, you have to spend, and if it's not physically broken, you have to spend so much time replacing each bulb, making sure no, that's not see, the that's, works. you can't, that's, that, at that point, because those string lights are like 15 bucks yeah. at the most. I mean, you can just go buy them at, you know, Big lots or wherever, I don't know. Yep. Unfortunately, that is one of the biggest reasons why we have so much electronic waste that we have is a lot of this stuff is kind of cheaply made. It's not really repairable, and it's just easy to replace. Yeah, so, so yeah, you want to make sure that uh, 
You got any Christmas lights to bring him in? I'm, I'm serious. I'm going to bring him into BLH because I have some. Uh, it is Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. It is. Let's Talk Computers and Internet on WMAY. I'm Kevin Hart. Bo joins me. Yeah. Once again. Yep. Speaking of cool gadgets and technology, um, I will not be on the radio show next Saturday as my family and I will be in Disney World in Florida for our vacation. Fun. Yeah. I have two very young children, so I'm very excited to take them to this. Um, I'm very, very excited to see a lot of the technology that Disney implements and some of the stuff that they do. I mean, it's supposed to be the happiest place on earth. They, the place is worth a fortune, so I'm really excited to see some of the animatronics. Uh, the Genie Plus wrist watch that you use that identifies you as you go into each location. Um, it's cool to know that Disney cares about biometric data to the point where they don't store it, they don't sell it, they get rid of it. And they're in Florida, but they follow Illinois' biometric laws. I was going to say, yeah. Because we've talked on here before, various companies like Six Flags, Facebook, uh, now Snapchat, and... Uh, Snapchat and Google, I think. Have two. I don't remember. I don't know if it's Google, but I know Snapchat has another, like Facebook, another class action yep. lawsuit. For the exact same thing, for yeah. them storing biometric data or collecting it and selling it and not <laughs> disposing of it properly. Well, I was thinking when Facebook went through this, because I, I applied for it and, you know, I got my Facebook settlement check. Uh, it helps me uh, get a new camera, actually. Yep. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, Snapchat's got all those face filters. You know they're coming soon. Yeah. And, like, what was it, two months later after yeah. those checks came out? But it, So it depends on what they do with the data necessarily. Yeah. Um, and if somebody can look at what they're doing with it and make sure they're not disposing of this data appropriately. Um, yeah, it's, I don't think it was Google. I don't, I'm don't. i having a hard time remembering what it was, but it was a photo app that did the same thing that I signed yeah. up for. It, like, it might have been Google, Google Photos, actually. That could be it. Um, I don't remember exactly, but I have friends that use a lot of those photo apps, so I went ahead and signed up for that one as well. And we've used Snapchat. My wife and I have used Snapchat for a very long time. Oh, yeah, so. I've had it since they put it out. So. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. So those are definitely things that we pay attention to. Um, it's great to know that Disney will be doing that sort of stuff. I can't wait to see the technology they use. I am worried about my children running away from where we're at. They <laughs> yeah. don't typically do that. But uh, I bought tracking devices to put on them. Okay. I bought some <laughs> Apple AirTags to go ahead and put on them so that we can attach to whatever clothes they're wearing if they were to just happen to get too far away. Um, just looking up some of the really interesting and cool things that these AirTags do. Uh, they can emit a sound from the app in my phone if I need them to, to alert anybody nearby that if they hear that sound, somebody's looking for that AirTag. Um, these AirTags are tied to my phone and they are tied to my Apple ID, both of them. So uh, they're fairly secure as far as identification goes. Those aren't really easy things to fake. It is possible, but... yeah. I thought it was interesting that when I signed up for these and I uh, activated them with my phone, each one of them gave me a warning that says, you know, it is illegal to track unwanted people. So right. it's illegal for me to put one of these air tags on somebody and just follow them around or follow them home, find out where they go. Oh, yeah, that's stalking. That's uh, clearly... Yeah. A violation but, of privacy. But. No, it's it's. The, I like how they didn't think it was good enough to just warn everybody because you know pe people don't read warnings. Most no. Of the time. Oh hell no. no. Uh, they have definitely taken steps to try and get around this issue, uh, where if there is an air tag following my family within a certain distance uh, for a certain amount of time, it will actually warn my wife.
wife and I's phone. It won't tell us any identifying information besides what the person named the air tag. So for each of our name, our four air tags, I have one for me, my wife, and my two children. They're named that. Um, so it will actually pop up a notification on my phone that there is an air tag that has been following me. So it's pretty nice that these things will warn me. And then in the find my find my app is what it is. Um, it was really cool. I took one of the air tags into the bedroom and I hid it like underneath uh, uh, our dresser in the back area. And then I went into the kitchen and I turned it on and I said that it was lost. And it, there's an arrow that pops up on my it uses my camera. So I can look through my oh. phone's camera, and it will point to, it will point exactly to where this air tag is. So I will just follow this little arrow. It'll lead me down the hall. It'll point me into the bedroom, and then it will actually kind of a little like box will zoom in on where the supposed location is. Like these things are pinpoint I accurate. I need one for my keychain. Yep. So th- <laughs> and that's what a lot of people use these things on. Yeah. You can name it your keys as well. So if somebody were to try and put one in like our baby cart that we've got. Uh, I can actually use the camera on my phone to view exactly what pocket of what bag of what little area it is stuck in. And that way I can, uh, at that point, you would turn it over to authorities. And being linked to an Apple ID is got to be a pretty secure way to track somebody. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely something that you can spoof, but a lot of people don't know how to spoof those kind of pretty secure accounts. So uh, we've seen so many people do something illegal like this or like steal somebody's Apple, what their phone and try and do stuff. And it's all linked to an Apple ID. So it points to exactly who did what, when. So uh, anything relating to Apple is fairly secure. Um, we've definitely seen things like they've got a new M1 chip out right now that has security vulnerabilities. Uh, so they are working on trying to do some kind of firmware upgrade to patch that. But, uh, these things aren't completely and total hackless. Like there's definitely a ways it's just software, right? Just software on top of software on top of software. So, I mean, uh, it's not 100% secure, but I feel really comfortable knowing that, this will let me know if anybody is trying to track me, at least as far as an air tag goes, or I can pinpoint accurate, locate where my children are if they were to happen to get lost. Right, and that's good. And we were talking sort of a little bit about this with uh, the air tags. Um, I know there's you're, you're going to get people, oh, blah, blah, helicopter parent. But li- listen, that's a good thing yeah. to have that. Because um, I was talking the one time I went to Disney, which I have a lot of friends who go to Disney basically multiple times a year. So I, I've only been there the one time, and it was 16 years ago, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> 17, 18 years ago. And, um, yeah, no, we didn't have, the, you know, my parents just sort of had us, you know, they were like, hey, you know, don't get lost. It's which less- is just how you, which, like, it's just how it is. But, yeah. like, it, it is nice because it, with a big park like that, even we went to, um, we went on a field trip. I used to work the YMCA. We went on a field trip. Um, with the kids and, uh, you know, one of the kids wandered off. Now we found them very quickly. Um, but you know, that stuff is scary. I mean, it's really scary. I've got two kids under the age of three. So yeah, they could just wander away, just looking to explore something. Uh, I 
We definitely are trying to toe the line between helicopter parent and non-helicopter parent. Uh, it's certainly better than a leash. So yeah, at least we don't no, have I, a physical leash attached to our never, children. I, I could never get behind that, yeah. like, really. <laughs> it's just just a little round circle, no bigger than the size of, like, a half dollar that just hangs on a little keychain that I'll just put on, like, their backpack or something. And I'll have one in our laptop bag. So if somebody walks by, there'll be one in my wife's purse, there'll be one in our laptop bag, and then on our kids. So if somebody just walks by and grabs her purse out of the cart, you know, we would have to not be paying attention which is we're going to be at Disney. I think we're going to be on high alert. Yeah. Making sure just where we keep all of our stuff together and our kids together. And so I'm not too worried about it, but I definitely wanted to have something that if they see, you know, Minnie Mouse somewhere and I'm not paying attention and my daughter just bolts to go see Minnie Mouse, I can at least pull out my uh, AR, find my app on my phone and it will point me directly to where they're at. Very good. 629-797 is the phone number if you'd like to call in and uh, get your questions, talk about anything uh, related there, uh, computers, internet. Or if you just want to talk about, like, web browsers. Yeah. Uh, we are witnessing almost a war between Google Chrome and Mozilla Firefox. If you've ever needed a better reason to jump the ship from Google Chrome and go to Firefox, I am a Firefox user, oh, and it is what I've we been put on our using Firefox for years. Yep. Yeah. Not only is it a little bit quicker, it's better on your RAM consumption. For some reason, Google Chrome is through the roof as far as the RAM it uses go. Mm. Um, they, Google Chrome and Firefox have taken different sides of the issue regarding ad blocks. Mm -hmm. So Google Chrome is not using, I don't remember exactly what it was called, it was some kind of API uh, web security thing that uh, monitors the traffic between you and certain uh, domains and it will block domains that are known to have to be ad specific donate domains Google Chrome is doing away with that extension whereas Firefox is enabling it so if you we're seeing Google double down on they want to deliver ads to people I I really hate the fact that that's how a lot of companies make their money yeah with advertising and, and, it, and it really is tough because you know, they got to make money, and yep. there's a lot of, you know, you'll have paid sponsorships on videos on YouTube and such, and, and sometimes, you know, ads will just pop up, and you need, you know, people need to make money, and advertising yep. is a good way, and is, is uh, you know, as old as any sort of media you're consuming, yeah. ads have been there, but it's, it. we're also talking... Boy, these YouTube ads are really intrusive. Yeah. Say, so there are definitely websites like YouTube and Twitch are ones who they have partnered with ads where no ad block works. Yeah. They're just, there's no way to get around Twitch ads. YouTube ads, you can get around most of them, but some of them still show up. Uh, YouTube's one where I have the YouTube nonstop uh, extension on mm -hmm. my Firefox because I will listen to whole albums. Oh, of, yeah. Uh, music and halfway through it'll be like are you still listening of yeah. course i'm still listening i don't want to go to my computer every 10 minutes and click a button because my music turned off because i'm trying to use youtube to listen to it i yeah. listen to a lot of stuff offline as well but oh yeah i'm very uh um i i i still have a lot of cds that i uh have my music on because i found out there was a i think apple music because i have itunes but like apple if you get apple music it'll It'll like delete music off of your computer, if 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 it's like the not most recent like version of the album. Huh. I don't know if they still do that, yeah. but they did it at the beginning, and I'm like, I'm not using this. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't like that. I know as far as like I 
iPods and like your iPhone goes, if you go to put music on it, it's a erase everything and add what is currently in your playlist sort of thing. Yeah. Um, the I use iTunes as well, and what I really like about iTunes is when I purchase something on iTunes, it can it downloads a MP3 file to my computer. Yeah. So at that point, I can burn it to a CD, which people haven't done for like a decade. I still do it. Yeah. Or I can uh, put it on another computer. I can give it to like my brother or something. So I actually purchase a version of it, whereas there are a lot of different media companies where if you purchase something on there, it's linked to their server. So if you don't have internet access, then you just don't get any of your music. Hmm. And I think that's a bit insane also. No, it's sort of where streaming is going too with streaming movies. I mean, that's, and I still have a lot of movies physically too. We're seeing a lot less. You purchase something and you get a whole entire package. We're seeing a lot more subscription services. So you'll have to subscribe and then you can listen to his music you want unlimited for as long as you want but you don't own any of the yeah. stuff. You can't listen to it offline. Or as long as it's on there. Yeah. Is <laughs> yep, that's another issue with, like, Netflix and uh, the other streaming services. Yeah. It is. Let's talk computers and internet. This music's got a beat to it. I love it. That's right. Uh, not just quite, not electronic music, which is what you would expect, but... yeah. We talk about all kinds of electronics on here. Uh, I like to talk about AR and VR, augmented reality and virtual yeah. reality. Uh, the Apple Developers Conference was this past week, and one of the things that they mentioned at least a little bit was some of the stuff that they're doing with their Apple glasses that they're trying to release. Um, Facebook, when they released the the Quest 2, they went more for the let's take it at a loss, let's give it to as many people as possible, and Apple is pushing towards the we're going to charge a lot of money for some mm. really high tech because it's going to be used mostly by professionals. Uh, how, how, what? Apple. Why would Apple do that? Yeah, Apple yeah, is no. super high, <laughs> uh, really ridiculous prices. No. But, yeah. <laughs> so these are things like a surgeon would wear these glasses and they would be able to see like the heartbeat, blood pressure, any other kind of breathing information they would see about the patient just right then and there. Amazing. Um, you could use it for like training purposes. So you could perform surgery on somebody who doesn't actually, isn't actually there in front of you. Um, we've seen like car manufacturers, they go more of the VR route, but they have VR headsets where instead of you building a real car, you're doing it in virtual reality where the sizes are the same. You're just not lifting the physical components. So that helps you prepare for moving to the floor where you would put these things together at. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So better than booklets, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's pretty cool that Apple's, uh, they kind of realized they weren't going to be able to beat the VR scene. Facebook, like I said, they were trying to take a loss for getting as many of these components out as possible to as many people as possible, just making it as accessible as they can. They have announced their next VR set is uh, similar to what Apple's doing, where it's just going to be very, very expensive, and it's going to be more for professional settings as opposed to just residential settings. Um yeah, man, there's so many cool virtual reality things out there. Uh, one of the latest ones that I've been playing is a game called Phasmophobia. Okay. And it's you're a ghost hunter. Yeah. So you go into a house, you use, like, a, a UV light, you use, like, piles of salt, you use, like, a book to see if they write in it. You try and identify ghosts. You don't try and capture them or anything. You just try and identify ghosts without getting possessed or killed by these ghosts. And, man, uh, it's, it's so hard to convey how just immersive virtual reality is to people who have never actually it's, experienced it's, it. It's 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 amazing and it's come a long way because yeah. I you know you know VR you know quote unquote or there was a there was like a Star Wars a game that you could put yep. a helmet on. I don't know if have you've ever played that. Yep. And it's like the lightsaber game. 
I that was cool. I mean, I played that. I don't know, that that might have been at Disney. You see that door open up, and then there's Darth Vader right there. And yeah. He starts to walk through the smoke, and his red lightsaber opens up, and like yeah, it's you have like a real moment of actual dread. Like you feel like you're in this spaceship in this confined uh, hallway, and at the end of the hallway is like one of the most powerful villains in yeah. you know cinematic and, history. And, and that's kind of an older game, so I'm sure it doesn't look as great as you know yeah, when I was like ten. Seven or eight years or something yeah. at this point. Well, I was talking about there was a different one that was like, this is, the, I mean, this would have been like an arcade game that they put gotcha. on a VR helmet. But uh, we, we are also talking a little bit about VR uh, with video games. And um, I saw a YouTube video of somebody who hacked Mario 64 yep. so you could play it in first person, which I really want to do because um, I, I grew up with that game. I loved it. But you, you were talking about playing, like, Resident Evil yeah. in 3D. There's, there's an entire Discord community of people who take non-VR games and create mods for them to be played in virtual reality. So they take these flat screen games that were designed to be flat screen just on your computer, and they make them first person. And I think it's 360 degrees stereoscopic is what it's called. Yeah. But So you load in the environment that you're in you can look around and you're just in this dark spooky house with the big bad guy in front of you who in Resident Evil 8 they're like werewolf people and man they are <laughs> oh man they are horrifying and video game graphics have come a long way so it is yep. terrifying probably one of the one of the craziest things about it is in VR games, they don't use a lot of force perspective stuff where it moves your character forcefully yeah. because that creates a lot of motion sickness. That really makes people sick to their stomach. Uh, flat screen games, they don't have to worry about that. Nope. They just, you're first person, so like when the person reaches through the wall and throws you through the wall, it just does what a game does. But in VR, when your view is changing, I almost fell over oh, when yeah. the person grabbed me and threw me through the wall because then suddenly I'm standing up, but I'm looking as if I'm laying on my back towards the sky and my brain was like, I need to adjust, and I almost fell over. Yeah, I had a um, one, one of those, uh, you know, step up from, you know, cardboard with a piece of glass in it. I had like, yep. a, like a cheap plastic thing that you can sort of just, you know, affix to your head, and I put my phone in it, and it was um, some app that was like a, like a, Basically, a, like a like a looping video of you going on a roller coaster, yeah. but it was 360. And even that's just like, oh my god! Yeah, you, know? you get the feeling in your stomach. You're sitting completely and totally still. I'm, I'm sitting on my bed, and I'm like, jeez. Yep. There was one that I I haven't played for a little while, but it's just a Spider-Man game, and it's the most basic. Oh god! Yeah. You're just swinging through the city, just swinging. That's pretty much all you're doing. There's a couple of other things to do, but that's the main part of it. Is you just swing through the city, and like for as cartoony as these graphics look. You're in the real world. Oh, You're yeah. there. Like, everything is real. I had my buddy try it, and uh, this was one of the first VR experiences he had, and I told him, when I play this game, I sit down because it's it's quite a bit. And he's like, no, nah, I got it. No, nah, I got it. I'm okay. I was like, all right. So I put the, <laughs> the headset and the hands on him, and he was swinging through it, and then he accidentally let go, and in the game was falling to the ground, and when he landed on the ground in the game, he collapsed to the ground because his body was, he thought he was falling through the sky. Oh, wow. yeah. He was like, yeah, I think I'll take that chair down. I was like, okay, man. That's, uh, These that's are expensive pieces of equipment. That's so dangerous. You got to be careful doing something like this or the, the fight night ones. Uh, I can't, I don't think it's fight night, but there's boxing games where, man, that is like the number one offender of people breaking their controllers or hitting their kids in the face because God. you're just doing it right there. God, even the, even the Wii, room. like when you had the bowling game, they had to, 
put straps on the Wii remotes so because people them. would, you know, try to bowl and they'd break their television. Well, so and like, yeah, you'd go to swing your golf stick and not realize your child was running through at the exact same time. And you might yeah. crack them upside the head with it. And that was where you're in the same room. You can see them. You know they're running by. You just might not be able to react fast enough. Yeah. Whereas in VR, you can't see people in the real world. You don't know anybody else is in the room. You might be playing in a play space that is three foot by three foot but the room you're standing in in the video game is like a hundred foot mansion with like giant ceilings or anything so I, we had a buddy playing a game and i was like run up to that guy and punch him and he in the real world tried running and i was like whoa 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 because you're the yeah. one i have is connected to the computer so he almost ripped it out of the computer oh, because no. you're supposed to move with the joystick as opposed to actually running <laughs> And, I mean, there's definitely some gear you can get with, like, the haptic chest, and uh, there's certain shoes you can get that simulate walking in VR, so you can do that. But I'm not ready for that yet, yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have any recycling or if you have any computer-related questions or need repair or anything, you can come see us at 1832 Stevenson Drive. We will be there until 6 p.m. today. Uh, otherwise, we have 123 West Main Cross in Taylorville or 832 South Main in Jacksonville. Uh, or we have our website, blhcomputers.com, or our Facebook page. Thank you very much. I will not be here next weekend, so we'll be in Disney. All right, have, have fun. Uh, you know, get some rest and relaxation. Sure and uh, uh, those uh, those phone tags, the Apple tags. Yep. yep. I, I think Brian will be here next weekend. Okay, we'll cool. We'll see for sure. Well, uh, well, thank you. It was fun. Uh, this is probably my first time uh, filling in on the BLH show, and it's uh, a lot of fun. I learned a lot of, a lot of stuff I like to talk about with you guys so thank you very much very much thank you guys it is let's talk computers and internet